we get with our regularly scheduled podcast, I just wanted to thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for listening to the Sunrise Life podcast. I am so grateful every time somebody comments or sends me a DM saying that they love the show. If you would like to help other people find out about the Sunrise Life podcast, it would be immensely helpful if you could subscribe on whatever platform that you regularly listen to Sunrise Life on. And if you could leave a rating, that would make me smile so hard. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and here's back to your regularly scheduled show. Welcome to Sunrise Live, the podcast where we have deep conversations with freelance models. And today, I have Beth MG on the phone. Say hello. Hello. Thank you you so much for the invite. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy that you are here also. I love doing these phone conversations that makes me feel like I get a little bit, I get to know the person that I'm talking to a little bit more. So it's a fun exercise for me and people seem to enjoy it like on the other end listening. So, so yeah, it's a good time. So I got to meet you in person for the first time. And I guess as of right now, for the only time, the Muses in Wonderland event. Yes, that was last June, I believe. Yeah, gosh, that wasn't even that long ago, but it feels like such a long time just because so so many other things have happened, I suppose, in my life since then. Yeah. <laughs> Had you been to an event like that before? Kind of. I've never been to an event like that with that many models before. Usually the events I go to are maybe like five or ten models, but this one was like, I don't know, a crazy amount, like 30 models or something. I got to meet so many people, like so many people that... I've only chatted to online and now finally seeing them in person was so rewarding. I made so many friends. Yeah, I do like events like that. I mean, sometimes having that amount of people makes it hard to like, you know, fill up your booking schedule, but it was cool to like meet other freelance models. Yeah, and I made so many connections with photographers as well. So I I feel like I had a good time. You're over there on the East Coast area, right? So that probably would be a good opportunity, especially if you live in that region. Yeah, so I'm based in Pennsylvania, closer to like Philadelphia, kind of central Philly, or I mean central PA. Um, But I do a lot of modeling up and down the East Coast, like the northern states, the, uh, what is it called? Mid-Atlantic states. (laughs) I don't do a lot of traveling like like to California, to the West Coast yet, but I'm collecting some references and hopefully maybe that could happen. Cool. Yeah. I mean, the West Coast doesn't have as many cities that close together. Like the big cities that are out here are good, but they're it's such a far drive than it would be. I've, I've thought about making an East Coast trip, just driving up and down like I see some people doing because like everything's a lot closer together and they're just more cities in general. Oh, yeah, it is very doable. Like I can travel to D.C., Baltimore, New York. Pittsburgh, Connecticut, like all in a day and be home in time for dinner. So it's great. Like I love where I live. So when when I look at your Instagram, because Instagram is, I think, just everybody in our industry's main platform, I noticed that a lot of your work are artistic nudes, like angular shapes and like emotive type photos. And I th- I really appreciate that because like, I know that it's hard to, like, maintain a presence on Instagram just because of their censorship and everything. But, 
like I appreciate that people like you on Instagram are still posting that type of content because I think it is needed in the world. Oh yeah, that's that's my my favorite. Like I nude modeling is is my what I love doing the most. And and I'm trying to normalize a little bit that bodies are art. It's not it's not just porn. It's not just something for guys to look at. Yeah, totally. I get that. And that makes me really curious. How did you first get into modeling and was your first shoot nude or like how did you transition into nude modeling? So, yes, the very first official shoot I did was a nude shoot but before then I was in art school I was an art school kid (laughs) and the school focused primarily on photography but I went for graphic design but there were there were so many photography students and they would get these assignments and and homework and they they would need like a portrait model just for like a day and or to practice and I was really insecure at the time. Like I thought like no one would ever want to take a picture of me ever. And all, a lot of the students wanted to use me as their like practice. And I was so flattered. I was like, wow, somebody wants to take my picture. So like I did it. And like the first shoot was like something super simple. I was just wearing like a white t-shirt and they wanted me to have black makeup run down my face. So I did. And like, I loved the photos so much. Like they were, they were kind of raw, like not super posy, like, kind of stuff that I just love and I like fell in love with it and then school got in the way like I didn't do much modeling like after that like I I was busy with school and and with like my vanilla job so I forgot about it for a while (laughs) and then like I had a boyfriend and I was so in love with him at the time like it was my first real boyfriend quote and he broke up with me and I was devastated like just randomly like and and I had all of this lingerie sitting around. Like, I wanted to show it off to him, but I had no Aww. one to show it off to. So I was getting into photography myself at the time. Like, I wanted to take pictures of landscapes and pets and things like that. So I had my own camera. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just take pictures of myself wearing this lingerie. And I posted it Sweet. on Pet Life. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I, could go on, I could go on a whole rant about Pet Life, but... I posted it on FetLife and that's actually where I met my first photographer. So I'm not on it any, I'm not on FetLife anymore. I yeeted myself off that platform many years ago, but that's how I got my first photographer. And he was super legit, really professional. He was in my hometown. It wasn't creepy at all, but I was just like, yeah, I just got this lingerie I want to wear and I want to show it off. And then, and then we did like half nude, half outfits. And then I had like no plans on becoming a model like I didn't know this would be my job I was just doing it mostly for fun and to feel good about myself and then and then the photographer was like well these are really nice you should put these on model mayhem and then I uploaded them to model mayhem you had to get approved and I just woke up one day and my email inbox was flooded with requests to shoot like I didn't know they got approved until like weeks later because I forgot about it and like I was just overwhelmed with the like so many people just wanted to work with me and the rest is history. And now I model full time. Wow. How long ago is so that? I've been modeling full time since about 2016. Oh, wow. Cool. Good old model mayhem. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like back then model mayhem was also a lot more popular than it is today. Mm-hmm. You're right about that. I get some requests on there once in a while, but most of them are kind of from easy fetish guys and I just ignore them yeah 
Definitely. And that, that's like Model Mayhem has some kind of a policy where they like, you know, scrutinize your work before allowing you in. But I, I still feel like it's really loose. You know what I mean? I feel like they could be stricter. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say stricter about the photographer portfolios. I mean, I do hear that there are like people who are posing themselves as models that are using modeling as a cover for other stuff too. So it's like, I understand the scrutiny needs to be on all sides, but I just, I do feel like a lot of people, anybody that has a camera could hire models through model mayhem basically. (laughs) Yeah. I've had, I've had people reach out to me who like have one photo in their portfolio and it's like of a boat. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or they have photos that are all like fashion, like chicks in the park, and they email you and they want to do like an erotic nude shoot. And you're like, well, you don't have any nudes in your profile, man. Like, yeah, what? it's like, how can I trust you? Yeah, it makes it makes me feel weird. Um, yeah. But I mean, in my experiences, most people have been cool. But I mean, every once in a while, I have like let somebody slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. So you've been modeling since 2016 is when you opened your model mayhem and it's what's 2023 now time flies. Yeah. Over the course of all of this time, like what, what do you think that you have learned about like you running your career and, and things like that? Like what, what do you think that you've improved on that you wish you knew when you first started? Oh, that's a lot. I definitely got more confident in myself. Because like I said before, I was this hermit. I would never leave my room. I would dress in ugly baggy clothes. I just hated my body. And I feel like modeling helped me realize that's not at all the case, I guess. So yeah, it it definitely helped my self-esteem. But then at the same time, sometimes it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I got better at scheduling and managing and, and being more independent. Just... I I wake up and I I check my email and modeling is like 10% modeling. It's 90% everything else. It's it's like scheduling. It's calling. It's all of that. I was, I was extremely nervous about doing all of that. When I first started out, I thought jobs would just land into your lap. Like I didn't know you had to like reach out to many, many people to even get a few jobs. So I, I learned my lesson. Like I'm getting, I'm getting better at like putting myself out there, I guess. Yeah. And I, I probably would note that there is definitely a striking contrast to when you first open your profile and then tons of people email you because I guess you're, you know, fresh meat on the Model Mayhem scene. But then after that, like, yeah, you do have to cold call and, you know, high pressure salespeople into working with you and paying your four eights when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, yeah. And it's taking rejection too. Like I I get rejected all the time, but I don't let it get to me anymore. And I feel like modeling has helped that too. Not just with model rejections, but things in every other day life. Yeah, true that. So, so interesting because when I, when I look at your photos, I view maybe perhaps because I'm already in the industry, I do really like respect the artfulness of your posing and I do think that you know you are beautiful in in all of your photos so it it is so interesting to hear that people had really 
harsh insecurities about themselves, but then you see their photos and you're like, wow, but you're like so amazingly beautiful and like talented with like working with the shadows and the angles and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just something so empowering about making money off of things that people used to make fun of me for. Like now I think that is such a flex and I love that about myself. Oh, that's awesome. I want to take a short little break to tell you about Model Society. Modelsociety.com is a website dedicated to featuring figurative fine art photography for models and photographers. What makes them different than other portfolio hosting websites is that some of those other websites will still host kind of tacky photography or exploitative photos. Model Society screens all of their contributors for quality and authenticity. So you only get the best of the best on there. If you're not a photographer or model, you can still enjoy and appreciate Model Society because they also have newsletters and magazines featuring their best work and new articles each week. Check it out, modelsociety.com. I will also include a link to Model Society in the show notes. All right, now back to our show. So throughout the course of your modeling and all of the interesting shoots that you've done over the last, I suppose, seven years now, all of us freelance models have these like, you know, different types of experiences. And I have this bit on my podcast that I like to call the photo shoot fail of the week. Can you recall a story that was either funny or interesting or crazy from your modeling career? Oh, yeah. I got a couple of little ones. This one shiny silvery bodysuit I bought specifically for modeling. It looks super cool. I was so excited to show it off and I put it on for the first time. I was at my shoot. I was out in at like a public area. Like it wasn't a nude shoot. So, you know, I was completely covered. But then all of a sudden my outfit zipper ripped all the way down, like from my neck to like my lower back. And I'm like, I cannot wear this anymore. I was super bummed. But I did have backup, so lesson learned, always have multiple outfits in case the zipper breaks. And I'm pretty sure I can't fix it because it was this like stupid like plastic thing that ripped and I don't even know if I could fix it. I'm still hanging on to it in the hopes that maybe one day I can shoot it just like from a certain angle you can't tell that it ripped. But, but yeah, wardrobe malfunctions, they happen a lot. Um uh, let's see. I do so I'm I'm in like a pretty mountainous area in PA. Uh-huh. I drive through the mountains a lot and there is never any signal, like even like the best cell phone in the world, like won't get reception. And I just, a lot of photographers send me the address, like the GPS address for where we need to go. And then don't bother to tell me that Google maps or Apple maps doesn't line up with the address at all. And then I'm lost and I'm sitting on the side of the road and I'm crying and I'm at a loss for what to do because I'm lost and I don't have signal. So I always, find my way home somehow but it's just so yeah it's just getting lost man like that happens a lot (laughs) like you'd think I'd know like because I live in the area but there's so many strange and different winding roads and mountains and it's just a lot sometimes yeah that sucks yeah no have have you ever like downloaded the area map on google maps does that help do you mean like the offline maps yeah not at the time, no, but now I do. Okay. So <laughs> I've learned my lesson, but but if I'm in an area, if I'm in an area I'm not normally in, I might forget to, or my yeah. phone might be out of space and it'll tell me that I can. I'm like, oh crap, I need to delete stuff. That's true. That's happened to me before too, especially it's like, oh, you assume 
that once you initiate the map, that usually it does take you to the destination, even if you're out of service. But for some reason, if you like get out of your car and unplug your phone from the dashboard, you have to like reinitiate the map. And if you don't have service, then you're screwed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I did have a standalone GPS, but that got stolen out of my car one day. So, yeah. Yeah, GPS coordinates and like getting there, that has actually has been a problem in my past as well. And and Mm. I guess I did also have to learn the hard way, just like you did, to come up with ways in advance to like, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure that that you can get there or the photographer can get there. Because I've had... Where I like was able to get to the location, but the photographer like didn't communicate that they didn't have Google Maps or something like that, and they thought they could just oh, find yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then and then when I was lost that one time, I the one business I passed was some kind of like pizza place, and I was like, okay, they have to have internet. I'm going to go in and ask these people to use their internet, and they were like, yeah, sure, come on in. They didn't know their Wi-Fi password, so they let me <laughs> they let me use their laptop, and I'm like. Should I type in the address of where I need to go or not? Like, what if they stalk me? Like, it was fine, though. They were super chill. Yeah. It's like one of the bad things about traveling alone is like, oh, if only I had someone here to just help calm me down or show me where to go. Yeah, that's true. It can be treacherous. But I feel like if you have your own vehicle, it feels a lot safer than if you're, you know, taking the Greyhound or something like that. Oh, yeah. I've never done that before. Usually, if if I need to go to a, a major or big city, I'll just take the train. But trains are always late. <laughs> Every single time I take the train, they're late. Yeah, that's true. Trains can be tricky. And and then you're like, you know, subjected to taking public transportation, which if you're a female traveling alone can be sketchy sometimes. And with suitcases, like, hello, I'm a photographer. I need you to bring 50 pounds worth of stuff that we'll never use. Okay, yeah. great. I'm glad right. I took this with me. Yeah. Do you ever go to New York City? I have before, but I don't go there too often. It's just so hectic and almost not even worth it. Yeah, I think that's the one city that I find the hardest to get around as a traveling model. Because if you have multiple bags, a lot of those like subway stations, you have to take the stairs. Like, I don't know what people do if, if they're like not able to walk up a bunch of stairs with all their stuff. Like, and then. By the time I get there, I'm all hot and sweaty. My makeup's running down my face. Yeah, yeah. New York can be hard. Yeah. I've never had a bad experience doing that in New York. because Every once in a while, there's been some random passerby that's helped me with my suitcases. So, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I've been offered that before, but I just assumed they had bad intentions and I ignored them. Right. Yeah, I understand. The first time I ever went to New York, the first photographer there I ever worked with was like, oh my God, you're traveling with your suitcases, like on public transportation, you're going to get kidnapped. The last model that came here was abducted and raped after she left the photo shoot. And that scared the crap out of me. Oh my God. <laughs> but nothing like that had ever happened. So I just, you know, I think it really matters just to be aware of your surroundings and not be out late with people like, you know, in the streets drinking or whatever. Maybe that was her situation. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, any other crazy photo shoot stories coming to mind? <laughs> I guess like one of my favorite, not it wasn't even considered a real photo shoot. I was out with my partner and he takes photos too, not professionally, just for fun. And we were out this, 
music event, like um, like the whole city goes to it. It's it's free and and it's like this big lawn area, and they play music and it's just a good time, like just chilling with friends. And I had my hula hoops with me, um, just practicing for fun. And he was like, I want to take pictures of you, and I was like, okay, sure. Like just nothing serious, super casual, like probably not even going to post these, but it was fun. So we took pictures. And then the next day I got recognized at the store. They were like, were you that bullet girl in the park? And I was like, yeah, I like such a big self-esteem boost, like getting recognized just even for that just made me feel so good. That's so cool. That is awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. And it was your local, your local town in, in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Rad. That's fun. I did notice a lot of the stuff on your Instagram, like uh, particularly there's this one video where you're posing in a ring and you're like doing these upside down splits, like super like intense looking acrobatic poses. Do you have any formal training in that kind of stuff? I do. I was a gymnast when I was a kid, but it wasn't competitive or anything. It was for fun. So I, I did that up until high school and then I quit just because like I was going off to school, didn't have time, you know, I moved and everything. So I got out of it for a while. Like when I was, when I was uh, at my vanilla job, like I didn't do much, anything active at all. Then once modeling started, I had more say and where and when I work. So I started getting more active again and I started taking pole classes and aerial lyric classes and I got into hula hooping and fire hooping and other flow arts. And I really love it. It keeps me, keeps me busy. And I like that little mood burst you get, like when you learn something new or teach yourself something cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're, yeah. you're really like into a lot of the like kind of artistic movement style, like aerobic visual activities, like pole and lira. That, that's really awesome. Yeah. And it all just happens to contribute to making awesome photos yeah I really feel like it's it helped my posing as well because like a lot of the times I'll just be at home and I'll be warming up or I'll be doing some yoga pose and I'm just like this would make for a really good photo and I'll do that and I'm like yeah that is a good photo <laughs> heck yeah I know that there's a lot of photographers out there that seek out models who have like dance experience and things like that so it definitely helps with the self-promotion I suppose you could say that you mm -hmm. have that experience yeah and just love creating cool shapes I love the things where it doesn't look like I'm a person anymore or you like look at a pose and it's like am I looking at an arm or a leg like I I, I love that like mind teaser like putting myself into small spaces like I love that shit that's really interesting sometimes I want to get down to the bottom of like we look at a photo and we like it for those types of reasons. And this is kind of like an abstract thing that you're describing. Like, what is it about the abstractness of the photo that you find that you like? I don't really have like a big story. I just think it looks cool. And I just, I get like being someone who is comfortable in their body, isn't afraid to like show my back or, or show my legs and just challenging myself with what's the what's the next coolest pose I can do like oh I couldn't do this last week but I can do it now because I'm slightly more flexible and like I like pushing myself like that that's awesome yeah I, I find it like sometimes hard to like 
bring words to what what makes a photo that I like. Like, wh- why do I like it? You know, I, I just I I don't just like I don't it. have some yeah I don't I don't have some big philosophy. I just think it looks cool. Like I know a lot of when I was in art school, you had to create art for a reason. Well, my reason is just. I'm hot. Look at me. I like posing. <laughs> no, that sounds conceited, but it's true. It, it, I mean, the way that you said it, it does sound conceited, but I think that there's a lot of people out there that like do what we do that feel that same thing. And mm-hmm. have you ever seen, there's, there's like a documentary of Betty Page and like they interviewed her like in her old age. And she says, you know, I just really loved posing. She just really loved posing and making pictures and making her own outfits. And she just, loved it she couldn't put a nail no. on why she just i didn't it. see it that sounds interesting though what is it a podcast it's a documentary a, a documentary okay yeah i'd like to check that out it is really cool yeah but there, there's just something about like and i think maybe it is kind of like what you were saying earlier like a confidence thing where like you can yeah. do things that are visually appealing that other people also like and resonate with and there's just maybe it's like you're connecting with like humanity on a visual, but also more than just visual level in some way. There's something where people like this and you like doing it. So we are going to keep on doing it. I guess that's yeah. the best way that I can like nail down like why modeling is like such a fun and connecting career, though on the mm-hmm. outside, some people might view it as conceited or vain or whatever but like while you're doing it you're, you're not feeling like oh my god I'm so badass right you're like oh no this is creating something cool yeah and it's and it's really expressions too like I could do the same pose with 10 different photographers and it'll look like 10 different photos like it all depends on on the lighting and the mood and so many other things and yeah like I said it's creating something cool and I like it maybe somebody else will like it and just seeing like, I don't know, like, I don't know where I'm going with this. But yeah, it's it's just really fun. Like, I, I never want to stop. Some people are like, Oh, you're, you're kind of getting up there. What are you going to do next? And I don't have an answer. I'm just going to keep doing it. And if I want to stop, then I'll stop. But if I don't, I won't stop. Oh my gosh, I hate it when people say that. And, and yeah. like, I think that they're just always going to say that, especially for whatever reason. When I was in my mid twenties, I got the most of that. Really? Yeah. I feel like that's like like, the perfect time to start. I started when I was eighteen, and then when I was turning twenty-five, I was insecure. I was like, "Oh, after I turn twenty-six, nobody's gonna want to shoot with me anymore because twenty-five is like old for a model." But now I'm thirty-six, and I'm like, "Well, I'm still liking doing this, and nobody's telling me to stop." Exactly. Exactly. I don't think I would have the mental capacity to do this when I was in my mm. lower 20s. <laughs> like, I'm so much more confident now. I feel so much more mature and independent. I don't think I could handle this when I when I was just freshly 21. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know that there's a lot of people that do get started out, like, you know, pretty young, like 18, 19, 20 and stuff. And it's hardcore. I, th- I think the younger you are, the more of a magnet for, like, weirdos you are sometimes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I kind of like it because it kind of made its way into my life naturally instead of me constantly, like, seeking it out first. So yeah. it, it felt just like a natural progression. I, I was in art school, like I said, and I'm going to be honest, I wasn't very good. 
I wasn't very good. I, I didn't like making art anymore. I wanted to be the art. So this is kind of my, my contribution back to the art community. I do a lot of posing for painters and sculptors. And, and I just love that, that community. Like they're so welcoming and kind. Like, I just love that. Like the, the connection you get with another artist. Yeah, I can totally understand that. And I, I, I know what you mean when you say you wanted to be the art because I have felt that also. Oh, yeah. You, like, even just looking at a nice photo of a landscape, you're like, this landscape is beautiful, but if I was, like, doing this interesting shape over here on this cliff, it would be, like, ten times more awesome, right? Oh, my God, I think that all the time. Like, I'll be, like, looking at, I don't know, like, paging through, like, calendars or something. It's that time of year where there's, like, calendar stores in the mall, or like, you know, in that little walking section and it's like a pretty landscape. And I'm like, mm, if only there were a model there. Like, I don't know why I think like that, but I'm just, I'm just so ingrained into like models plus landscape or, or something. Yeah. And I, I'm fully agreeing with you on that. I think the same way and maybe a lot of other people do. And maybe that's why this career works out so well. But I was thinking about this the other day because like, in other countries, there's not nearly, there's, most other countries, there's not as many like photographers that are hiring, traveling freelance models for like, you know, good enough standard rates to make it a full-time living. There's like parts of Europe and like Australia that are good, but like the United States does seem to have, I suppose Canada as well, does seem to have like a good amount of photographers that want to hire and it makes me wonder, like, what is it about the culture? Like, is it is it Hollywood? Is it, like, Playboy? Or, like, what is it about our culture that has created this, like, niche of photographers who are, like, so down to, like, you know, shoot with us and hire us? It, I'm just curious. I feel like part of the reason is because it's taboo. Like, nudity and, and showing breasts is so taboo in our culture that everyone wants to try it out for themselves, right? Like yeah. everyone is saying, oh, this, if, if I do this, then I'm going to be in some cool secret club. But over in Europe where you're allowed to walk around topless, it's not as common because you see that all the time and it doesn't seem as special. Right. That's true. Not as taboo. I can see that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. But I mean, I'm happy. I mean, even though the taboo parts of our culture do cause us to have some like issues, I suppose it's a double-edged sword because you are right. It does create that like desire for creating that, especially because it's niche, you know, like people feel good when they can like pull it off really well. So it's just kind of interesting. I hadn't thought about it that much. I just thought that Perhaps it's a little bit of everything that kind of contributes to that, actually. Yeah. Different parts of our culture, especially with media. Yeah, and, and I know movies and TVs and advertisements and pictures of sexy women are everywhere. Um, so I feel like that fuels it as well. Like, people are just so used to seeing pretty ladies everywhere. They want to they wanna try it out themselves. I find it really fascinating that, like, like my perception of you is like a like a fine art model. It, would you like kind of agree like that is kind of a, like a a niche that you would align with? Yeah, definitely. I I do love fine art nude modeling. It's 
It's my favorite. It's like 80% of my bookings. I don't seek out boudoir or glamour photography, but if I'm offered it, I'll do it. But it's, it's not my absolute favorite thing. I feel like clothes limit me <laughs> in a way. Yes. And, and I just love the feeling of having a photographer be like, I trust you, do whatever you want. I'll just click the button and give you minor adjustments as needed versus sitting tall and pretty for a portrait, wearing ass tons of makeup. <laughs> Doesn't right. really yeah. get me out of bed. <laughs> so the, the reason I ask is because you use the word sexy and a lot of people that I've come across have like a hate for the word sexy if they align themselves with fine art. They think that sexy is bad. But since you mentioned it a couple times, I would like to ask, like, what is your view of the the adjective word sexy? Like, how does it make you feel? Do you feel like it's like a derogatory connotation or do you feel like it's fine? I say it depends. I, it's never my intention to be sexy. Like I'll post the most unsexy pose in the world and I'll get bombarded with comments saying, you look hot, you look sexy. And that really is never my intention. And I'm like, what do you think is sexy about this? Like, it's kind of like dark and moody and you can't even like see my body much. Right. Yes. uh, So on one hand, it, it annoys me, but on the other hand, it's not my job to tell you what is or isn't sexy. If you find it sexy, that's on you. (laughs) <laughs> but right. it's yeah if I've, I've had so many shoots before and this is part of why I don't like boudoir modeling anymore where where the theme is like sexy goddess and I'll be doing my posing and the photographer will say something degrading like haha you don't do this much do you or something like stick out your boobs or something and I'm like already like sticking out my boobs and I'm just like oh like this is so not for me let me just like do my thing. Yeah. It was just, I, I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah. I get that, you know, and I think that it's those types of interactions over time. They, they become more and more cringe for me. Mm -hmm. Like the first several years of my modeling, that stuff didn't bother me, but over time it did. And it's not that it's like a negative experience per se. It's not like Mm -hmm. you're you're, they're not totally crossing your boundaries, but like over time, like all those like inappropriate comments, they just, it's like, you don't want to deal with it anymore. And it's sure. like, I can't yeah. It. Am I being boiled down to just like a sexy, like a sexy body or like, are you looking at the photo in more of an artistic way? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because you are providing an artistic service for people where you're, you know, I, I presume showing up on time, doing a good job posing, like being professional. And then your reward is to be like, oh yeah, nice tits. Like, come on, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like why I feel like art nude modeling photographers don't really say that as much. But once in a while it does. And I feel like if, if I accept the comments about them calling me sexy or hot, then they think it's an invitation to take me out to dinner or to meet me in person. Right. So yeah. I usually I usually just ignore it. Yeah. Online, like I totally feel you when you were describing how you could have like a really moody, a moody photo where you're not like, you know, necessarily posing for the camera. You're just emoting 
and it's like dark and moody. And then people will be in the comments and they're all like, oh yeah, that's so hot. And you're like, really? <laughs> because I was trying to portray like despair in this photo or something like that. Like, yeah. if you think it's hot, then obviously like it's not translating to you. <laughs> right. And that's okay. But the photos of me where, let's say... I am like the, the photographers who would, who would book me for lingerie or glamour. They compliment me. The first thing I do when I walk in the door, they compliment me about how great I am at art nude posing. But then they don't book me for art nude posing. They, they book me for glamour. And then they wonder why I was like not up to my 100% best or something. Like they, they caught me off guard. Like we booked something and then we shot something else. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Where they say that they are excited about this genre that you do, but then when they're photographing you, I presume they're like telling you to do certain, like, you know, put your hands in your hair and like stick out your butt and stuff like that. So they're directing you into like glamour poses. Do you ever just like start going into like a funky pose and then they're oh, like, yeah. oh, uh, that's weird. Don't do that. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll humor them for a bit, but then I'll go back to my normal here. Let me do my my artsy backshot photos that get way more attention than like a portrait of my face. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just that some people they have their photographic style or their maybe not even maybe style is not the right word I'm looking for. They have like a way of working that they're used to mm-hmm. and to go outside of that would be like either presumably off brand for the photographer or I don't know maybe maybe they like seeing it on your profile but they're not gonna create content like that for their profile even though they said they like it why why not put variety I don't know you know what I mean (laughs) or I feel like they they see so much of my work and and it's a lot of the same I'll admit it's a it's a lot of like artsy shapey photos and they they seem to think that I want more variety, which I do, but don't spring this up on me like last minute. Like it's like a change of mindset almost. Like I need to get in the mood. Like it's not only just like hair, makeup and wardrobe, but just like going into it. Like I need to know what to expect. I'm very much a planner. Like I like to plan things out way ahead of time. (laughs) Yeah. You want to know how to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. And and then, and then knowing, knowing that I'm going to go in for an art nude shoot versus a lingerie shoot, very different things, very different emotions and moods. Yeah, right, like hair and makeup, yeah. Mm -hmm. You definitely, like, I would do my hair and makeup different for, like, a glamour shoot for sure because I know they're going to be, like, wanting to get specific types of face shots. Yeah, and that's another thing I like about art nude modeling is, like, it's not something that's ultra glamorous in terms of, preparation I guess like I, I put on a little makeup and I'll do my hair a little bit but it's really not a, not much like my skin gets so sensitive and dry and gross when I wear makeup too many days in a row and if I'm just doing an art nude shoot and they want to take pictures of my back I don't need to wear makeup and I love that right. yeah. <laughs> it's so freeing yeah totally and you're good at it so I feel oh, thank like you yeah, totally. Are there other like platforms besides Instagram and I suppose Model Mayhem that you share your work? Yeah, I have my own website. I have the Model Mayhem Model Society. I have a Twitter and a Tumblr, but I don't update them a lot, but I should. <laughs> yeah. And 
Let's see. I do have the implied VIP, but I haven't logged into it in so long and I need to. Yeah, I post there too. I think that's everything I'm covering. Oh, did I say Facebook? I also have a Facebook. Oh, oh. we all, don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Tumblr, I know that there was a period of time where they like took down all of their 18 plus stuff. Did they change back? They did, yes. They... I don't even know the year anymore. This was before COVID. They made a policy where adult content wasn't allowed at all. And everyone just left. Even if you weren't posting adult content, people thought that was a stupid rule. So they were just like, all right, we're leaving Tumblr now. You guys can die. (laughs) Yeah. And then I deleted my profile on there. At the time, Tumblr was the only place I regularly posted because I didn't have to censor anything. Hashtags worked. It was easy to discover people and be discovered. I loved Tumblr. Like, like I grew up with Tumblr also, like just posting like fandom stuff. And then, yeah, I made like a model Tumblr and then I ditched it. And then what was it like a year or two ago, like during COVID, they reversed it and they said, okay, we're allowed to have adult content on there, but only kind of like there's a line, like you still, you can't post some stuff. And if you do, it gets marked as sensitive and people can't see it anyway unless they're logged in so it's it's allowed but it's still hard to find and it's hard to get discovered yeah that sucks and it's still like they'll still take stuff down if they deem it too inappropriate I haven't logged in to my Tumblr in a long time but I also had a ton of stuff on Tumblr and I don't know if when they changed it to no nudity did they delete a bunch of stuff or if I log back in now would it be there still, like all my old photos? Know. I'm going to say they deleted it, but then again, I'm not sure. I just deleted it myself. Yeah. <laughs> because if they were going to delete my stuff, they would have deleted most of it anyway, and there would be nothing on my page. But I, I did make a new one, and it's nice. It still looks like Tumblr. It still feels like Tumblr, but it's still a shell of what it used to be. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just see this being a trend with a lot of platforms. And and even lately on Instagram, I'm seeing so many people getting their posts taken down that are not, that they're like fully clothed in in the photo. And I'm so scared one day that is going to happen to me because I see people's stuff getting taken down for fully clothed stuff. Yeah. You don't even need to censor it. It's completely clothed. But but here I am posting censored nudes and I'm like, when is it going to be too much for the algorithm? The almighty algorithm will deem this too inappropriate and delete me with no warning. That's like my worst nightmares. It's how I find most of my photos and it's how I keep in contact with a lot of people and losing that would just be devastating. Uh, do you have a backup profile? I do. I just started one. I have like a, it's supposed to be like super safe, can't possibly be deleted, like no nudity, but I do have like a back shot in there. So it's like, you can't tell if I was wearing or not wearing clothes because it's like just my back. So hopefully that's safe. But I, I plan to use that if this one gets taken down. Yeah. You, you could always draw a bikini string on your back to avoid the uh, bots from seeing the nudity. I've done that before. I've done that before. I hate doing it though, but sometimes... It looks so bad. Wow. <laughs> but I would rather post a censored photo than not post it at all. I know a lot of purist photographers think otherwise, but if yeah. I didn't post anything, I'd have nothing to post. So I have to at least post some censored things. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, it's like... 
even though like social media seems it's stupid, we all hate it, but it's like your career relies on you having your social media functioning. Exactly. Like I'm not I'm not addicted to social media by any means. I just like making sure everything works and everybody can reach me and get a hold of me and all the info they could ever want is right there. Like I just need it for like my job. And I don't think a lot of people realize that it's like, oh, what's the big deal? It's just Instagram. Yes, but it's how I make money. Yes, it is important for sure. And I have dealt with getting to platformed on there a lot too. And it sucks, but yeah, you know, you just gotta, you know, eventually you just have to, you know, bend over and, you know, obey the rules and it sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Um, I have another question that I want to ask that I do ask everyone on the show. I call it the rising phoenix era of your life. Can you describe a time in your life where you, this could be related to your modeling or not, were faced with some kind of a challenge that you had to overcome. It could be overcoming a particular insecurity or a career shift. Yeah, okay. So I took pole dancing classes for a few years now, and I was just doing it for fun. I'm still just doing it for fun. And and my local studio had a student showcase where you could join a group routine or you could come up with your own and perform it for an audience. And at first I thought that's never going to be me. Like I hate performing. I hate like interactive audience stuff until this year. I finally did one. And oh my God, it was so, so nerve wracking. Cried about it so many times because I was just so nervous. I was like, should I quit? Should I quit? Should I quit? But I already put in so many hours of practice and I did the show and it was amazing. Like I can't believe like I had all of these doubts. So And I never really performed before, like to a choreographed routine. I'm way more of a just flow, kind of do whatever you want. Don't need to do any super fancy tricks kind of person. So, oh my God, like I was so nervous. All of these eyes on me, like, (laughs) but I did it. Like that was, it was such a rush, like an adrenaline rush. Like I'm glad I did it. But I've never, I've never performed before. Like I've done stuff like outside, like by myself. So people walking by can see me maybe, but it wasn't like a full on show. Yeah. Like people came to see this particular thing that you're going to do. <laughs> yeah. And, and I get, I get one try. And if I mess up, you just keep going. And it was just so terrifying to me. Like, I feel like I learned a lot about myself, like how I handle stress and emotions and pressure and things like that. But yeah, it was a really big turning point going from, I'm never going to do this to, oh my God, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Have you done yeah. any other ones ever since? No, that was just my first one. It was back in October. Oh, cool. That was recent. Yeah. Do you think you're going to do it again? Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> cool. That's rad. Yeah. I mean, I get nervous about that kind of stuff either. I mean, even like runway modeling, like is very stressful for me. And I, I did it yeah. a few times and I was like, I hate this and I'm never going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could explain to people how mood modeling doesn't make me nervous, but performing does. And it's such like people are like, oh, but people are still looking at you. And I'm like, yeah, but this is different. <laughs> yeah. Like for one, like someone's taking pictures of me, like 
and they're just snapshots. It's it's not like a video. It's not something that like I have to choreograph and memorize. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It just it's so different to me. Like I can't explain it. Yeah. And in my experience, also, and I'm sure this applies to like you know most freelance models. When you're at a photo shoot with a photographer, the photographer is aware that you're you know being put in a what seems to be a vulnerable position, and they want you to be confident and like do your thing. They don't usually don't want you to feel insecure unless there's some kind of an entitled asshole. So they're not going to say stuff like, <laughs> oh, that looks bad. You know, they're not going to make you feel insecure. So a one-on-one photo shoot is usually like they're trying to generate like more and more confidence because you get better photos that way. But then at a performance, mm-hmm. there's so many people, you don't know if they're judging you. You don't know like if there's somebody in the audience that's like a professional at what you're trying to perform and they might be scrutinizing mm-hmm. you. So there's all these other like elements to a stage performance that make it scary. Yeah. And that may be true. Like somebody could be like, oh, she sucks. Like, why are you performing? But on the other hand, there were so many people there who were warm and welcoming and encouraging and built friendships and so many other things that outweigh the negative. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Performing is definitely another level of like, I suppose, showing your body in an artistic way. And I definitely applaud anybody that does it. And I definitely applaud you for doing that. The times that I've performed, especially if it was something that was supposed to be choreographed, I have definitely been anxious. (laughs) Yes. And, And I've learned that there's more to performing than doing tricks. Like I can do tricks all day and night, but it's different to perform them and to dance them and to do them. So it looks like I'm happy and not miserable. And yeah, yeah, it's just, it's so much more to think about like eye contact and and keeping your head held up high, looking confident. Whereas modeling, it's like, oh, you want the mood to be like sad and gloomy. I can do that. Or you want the mood to be happy? I can do that. I could switch on and off. Yeah. But during a performance, if I go from like happy smiling face to frown, it looks bad. Right. Like I need to keep yeah. this like constant like chill face. Like I have such like sometimes I get I get nervous, and you can tell. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and then and also with with photographic modeling you don't have to be graceful like at all. You can totally be awkward in between poses and it doesn't matter, but right. Like dance or performance, you got to, you know, smooth it all out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, I thrive in the awkwardness, like for sure. Like I, I'm such an awkward person. <laughs> like it's so hard going from like posing to being not awkward and weird at a show. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard, but I'm glad I did it. Like I'm learning so much about myself. That's so cool. Yeah. And a lot of people that I talked to on this podcast have said similar things. Like they've learned so much about themselves and they've been able to learn more about the world through modeling, which is so interesting. And I, I have some people who love that about me. Like they, they love how unconventional or awkward I am or the posing is. Or like, yeah, if you were like everyone else, it it would be boring. Like there would be no variety. So I, I sort of learned to embrace that and not try to be someone I'm not. That's awesome. I, I think that's what it's all about. You know, especially this, this era I find is like the age of the introvert where people who are introverted have a platform and they can connect with each other online and, and all that good stuff. So introvert, awkward. I don't, I don't know if I just like connected those things in my mind. Cause I, I feel that like, 
introverted people might be awkward. Would you consider yourself introverted or? I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Pretty. I, I, I like deep and meaningful conversations with like one or two people, but as soon as I'm in like a crowd or a group of people where, where there's so much talking and things going on, I just immediately creep back into my little shell. Yeah. <laughs> like it's I'm like very particular about like what I do and like how about what I do and like where I go, like going out and socializing, I guess. Yeah. Like it drains me. I love it once I'm there, but the build up to it is so draining. Yeah. I can feel that at times, especially the only exception for me, I think is that if the event that I'm going to is like other nude models, <laughs> then I feel more confidence, I suppose, because there's so many things that we all have in common. So I, I think that I get a little bit more extroverted in those settings. But then most other times I do just prefer to be at home or just with one or maybe two other people. <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like group events kind of bring that out a little bit. Like, like it's a social situation. Like it, it'd be weird if we were all just sitting on our phones, like all 20 of us in a room, not talking. Yeah, it would be weird. Like, so, so I try to bring up, I try to bring up like little, little tidbits or stories and, you know, try to break the ice a little bit, but I, I'm not like, talking, talking, talking the whole time. Right. Yeah. I definitely feel that like when it comes to socializing ever since the pandemic, I'm just not as good at it. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, what I, mean? I got, yo, I got addicted to staying home. It was so nice. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. <laughs> well, I feel like I've definitely gotten to know you more throughout the course of this interview. You had, you went to school where the arts you ended up becoming the art your boyfriend that you loved broke up with you and you had all this amazing wardrobe and you were like uh, what am I gonna do with this I think that's great though and in, in my experience it's lingerie started out kind of sort of for like boyfriends but ever since getting into modeling it has been like a hundred percent all of my lingerie and like sheer flowy things are just reserved for shoots and I <laughs> yeah exactly like I, I have a I have a modeling drawer and then I have like a regular <laughs> yes <laughs> I thought it was really funny that you mentioned that your first shoot was from FetLife because I was like oh my gosh I haven't heard of FetLife in so long but I know it still exists yeah. and people still use it but I'm so happy that that shoot was a good shoot with a nice person and not you know yeah knowing what I know now I cringe a little bit like I I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest a a model do that now I had no idea what I was getting into like it could have been super dangerous but yeah I yeah I I tried to like weed out the creepy people like I would ask them like what kind of camera do you have (laughs) as if that's like a marker of being like a good photographer or not but yeah, super, super weird time in my life. Yeah. I Oh, I had a question that I forgot that I was going to ask you just over the course of your whole career. Because when I first started, it was like MySpace age and models weren't talking to each other. But because I was introduced to you through that group event where we were in that group chat and then we went to the Muses in Wonderland event together. And that was kind of the community thing. Have you been like involved in like other group chats with models on Facebook or Instagram prior to that? I've been involved a little bit. I've been in 
safety groups on Facebook, but they really weren't all that active. And there, there might be like one post a week. People really weren't talking about like the ins and outs of modeling or people would only share something if, if like a photographer was red flagged or blacklisted, like pe people really weren't like talking much about it, but I, I love what it's kind of turned into. Like, I feel like as models, we sort of some, we sort of feel alone in all the traveling and, and everything we do. And, and I love how it's gotten more and more, I don't know if friendly is the word, but, but more like shareable and like we talk more and, and it just seems like more of a community. And I love that. Like I love sharing my stories and, and hearing others. Yeah, same. I'm loving it too, because it is, it is definitely an improvement and it's not like we're taking work from each other. We're helping each other out with getting work. I don't, I don't think that one person getting booked for a job means that it's taking away from me possibly getting another right. gig, you know? Right. And if I can save even one person from going to a crappy shoot, then I'm happy. Like I've done my job. Yeah. True. I don't want anyone to ever go to a photo shoot because I did the same one and they had a bad time. True that. Like I, I love, I love it when newer models reach out to me and ask for advice or help or, reference checks I will give that out freely <laughs> like I don't care if it's 4 a.m I'll reply that's awesome yeah and, and that's the way it should be I mean not necessarily 4 a.m but I also appreciate when people respond when I ask how was it like to work with this photographer <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I really wasn't seeing much of that even five years ago it was more hush hush or like I found this photographer he pays me you can't have him like yeah I feel like the mood's changed a lot. It's, it's more more a girl's world now. Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, we are about at the hour, and that's usually around the length of time that I have these episodes. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we go? I don't think so, unless you do. No, not really. I, we covered so much and I feel like I've, you know, really been able to find out more about you. I'll definitely include a link to your website and like your social medias on the show notes for the podcast. Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye.